Welcome to the second session of Passionate Pages where we're journeying through this awesome book, How to Pray a Good Prayer by Agha Ali Raza Panahian, which I hope you're now familiar with uh, from our session last week. If it's the first time that you're joining us, welcome. Uh, you did miss some things last week, uh, but reassuring you can catch that on YouTube if you like. Um, and today we continue where we left off in a very warm studio. Uh, in London, because we've experienced a nice heat wave. But to my dear guest, Muhammad Jawad, salam alaikum. Alaikum salam, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad you came back. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I thought uh, I'd, I'd stick it out, you know, it's, just, it's, just to see what I could learn from I'm this glad, book. I'm glad, Inshallah. I'm glad, I'm yeah. glad. Dear viewers, um, as we go through this uh, book, it is interactive, right? So whilst we share with you the summary um, from what we've seen in this chapter or from the end of last week's chapter into this one, um, we want to also hear what you have to say, your comments, your questions. Last week, alhamdulillah, the live chat on YouTube, which you can jump onto, was buzzing. Uh, there was all sorts of questions, all sorts of comments, and almost a conversation between some people uh, in and of themselves. But as you put that through, Muhammad Jawab will uh, ensure that, if, if your comment's relevant, of course, uh, will ensure that your comment gets read out and we kind of inspire a bit of a discussion. We don't want it just to be one way. It's for you guys to interact with us, and together, inshallah, we can get closer to Allah through the correction and improvement of our prayer. Should we do it? Yeah, let's. Let's do it, inshallah. Mm. So last week, we were speaking about the role of prayer in life. That was like the mm. overriding theme. We looked at the relationship and like this whole, in this whole influence that you're meant to get into prayer and it's meant to give you energy. You had your battery life comparison yeah. mm. uh, and charger comparison, 100%. which I loved. Um, and it's meant to keep us buoyant and excited and passionate and enjoying life. And then we said, that's worship in general, right? And at the core of worship, the core axis of worship is salah, mm -hmm. whereby Allah has told us, here's the way to do it, commandment in every single facet. We know exactly how to do it perfectly, happy days. Then we thirdly, we said towards the end of the session, this prayer acts as a mentor to us, mm -hmm. which was the uh, title for last week's session which we didn't get to spend a great deal of time on, um, but it was kind of around the premise of, by praying, you're able to have a moment whereby Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, you reconnect to what's most important, and through that, Allah is going to give you divine guidance as a result of it. And that is a mentor that calms you down, that mm. rationalizes your thoughts, and because you're so merciful, he gives you a bit of help mm. along the way, inshallah, as well. And those three chapters were so effective. Oh, wow. And after leaving the studio, I thought to myself, I can't come back without applying any of it. Well, Otherwise, it's one of us, at least. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've done the reading. <laughs> so I thought to myself, I can't commit to Sadiq until I've applied what I've learned. Oh, wow. And so I actually tried treating it like an event. Okay. I tried treating every namaz as an event. And it was very, very difficult. Mm. I'm not going to lie. It was very, very difficult. But as the days went by, we're on to what, day seven now? Mm hmm just two minutes of consciousness about what you're going to be doing before you step up. Mm. I found it very helpful because... That's really cool. It made me think, oh, I'm actually praying now rather than, oh, I'm just going to have a break. Meeting's finished. Yeah, just going to run. Minutes. Okay, I'm done. What? Did I just... Oh, yeah, I just did. Okay, fine. And go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This time it was more, okay, I'm actually standing in front of the musallah right now. I'm actually about to commence. Yeah. Let's go with it. That's and really cool. I think that's a useful first step, personally, for me, in my development and my connection with prayer. Mm. But I know there's a lot more to go, but mm. I just thought that I gave myself a mission for the week to apply that. 
And I'd urge all of you to do so as well because it really helped me and it's something that I'd really recommend. That's really cool. Yeah. You're, you're going to be our natural experiment throughout this. Like, I, I genuinely <laughs> am well up for it because if, it's, if, it, if it improves myself, then fine, why not? Alhamdulillah. <laughs> no, that's really cool. That is, I think, and viewers, if, if, you have, if you have experiences yourself, like if you tried any of the techniques that, or mindset shifts, I guess we covered last week that, uh, Sheikh writes about in his book. Tell us, we'd love to hear it. I think there is something about like, um, it's almost like, I can't even say uh, as if I'm part of this, but you know, if, like, if you go to the gym, right? And inshallah, mm. one day my wife is hoping <laughs> and I'm hoping. It's been four years in the making, oh, we'll wow. get there, right? Um, it's nice if you go with a group or if you go with people and you're kind of updating each other on your, uh, how it's going and the progression, because it, it causes that discussion. Be like, oh, I tried that, it didn't work for me, this worked for me. So the more you can tell us uh, and feedback to us, the better. Um, and maybe it'll inspire some others to give it a crack, right? Hopefully. Um, but you picked up, as you mentioned something, and this is what we'll focus on in this session after we finish off what we missed out on last week, which was, it wasn't easy. Oh, not at all. Right? And it wasn't mm. necessarily enjoyable, you know, yeah, initially. It, agree. it requires a bit of, again, back to the gym analogy, it requires you to give it a first effort, and yeah. running on a treadmill 50 minutes does not fill me with joy. Not at all. Right? And even the thought of it. I say 15, and some people are like, is that it? <laughs> um, so... We'll come on to, inshallah, after we finish off uh, a few bits from last week, this session's title, which is, I'm not really enjoying my salah, let's be honest. Okay, yeah. Which I think speaks to a lot of us. Yeah. Um, and is okay. It's the quick thing yeah. to reassure. And that's what Sheikh goes into in mm. today's session. So, we'll do it. Yeah, let's start. So, uh, as ever, you'll see some slides come up, uh, and I'll be controlling from here so you'll be able to see what's happening. Um, so... We now go on to some of the effects of uh, a good prayer. Um, this is kind of the next step that we wanted to look at. And this is important, I guess, just to take, before we dive into the details, it's a holistic view of what's the point, right? Beyond getting energy, what am I gonna get out of this? So the first thing to establish is this, and that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wouldn't select a deed that's meant to be the pillar of this faith, that's meant to be so crucial and essential if it didn't have incredible benefits for us to go and understand, mm -hmm. right? It would be st stupid for want of a better word. Like it wouldn't make any sense, right? Stands to reason. Exactly, mm -hmm. right? Go through all this effort and nothing comes out of it. And uh, unsurprisingly, the Holy Prophet kind of uh, emphasizes this, where he's reported to say, Salatu dinukum, that praying is the pillar of your religion. So it's it's the crux, right? It's, it's, it's mm -hmm. where it's all happening. Um, so there must be some secrets in our prayer and if we go about fixing our prayer, then arguably we won't need anything else because it leads everything else. If that is perfect, as we mentioned last week, it's like the head off your body. Wherever your head takes you, your body follows you, right? Mm. And similarly, wherever your prayer is taking you, if it's positive, it's good, it's going to take you in that way. So mm. we learn that it helps us in our material problems and our spiritual problems. And there was a beautiful example that Sheikh gives where Abu Ali Sina, who's one of like the scientists you know, back in the day, that he would go out and pray two units of prayer when he was unable to solve a given problem, like a math problem or a scientific mm. problem, right? So we right. see this merging of my day-to-day -day work and the spiritual vibe, right? I'm struggling with this, no worries. Exactly, he said, I'm gonna step away. It's not gonna be a quick visit, step mm. away deliberately going to pray because my material world and my spiritual world go hand in hand. And then, of course, he's reported to then be able to get the answer. And who better to cool. confer with than Allah? <laughs> he's got a few answers, yeah, right? Yeah, he's got yeah. a few answers in his, in his pocket. <laughs> so, 100%. Um, yeah. So similarly, then it kind of beckons the question onto us, which is, 
Are we therefore using prayer incorrectly? Mm. Are we using it as a, as a means and as a weapon to get closer to our Lord and to, to, to be a catalyst in our life? Or do we use it as a, well, yeah, need to a pray. chore? A chore. Exactly Something that. to do? To yeah. tick a box? Yeah, tick a box. Oh, the tick a box mentality. Yeah. Just like Atmal, our favourite. Honestly. <laughs> Five of this, 29 of these. Yeah, yeah, 33 of those. And inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, and then you think you're done. You've got the thousand of those oh, at the end, yeah. right? But um, no, inshallah, look, it's, it's not to mock it. It's to remind us that there's meaning behind it. Go and find the meaning. Go, yeah. go, go get stuck into it. So some of the effects of, of a good prayer. So we'll run through four of these very briefly. I don't want to spend too much time on it this week. So firstly, um, one of the things that Sheikh mentions is that it reduces the deficiencies in life, which... It's quite a, a stark statement, you know, from the off, right? So if you see some kind of material, immaterial, and as we mentioned just then as well, spiritual or physical deficiency, Sheikh says, go and check your prayer. So if you're seeing yourself getting frustrated with uh, a given problem, right? If you've got a, if, if you've lost 10 pounds or $10 or whatever, and that really bugs you, go and check your prayer. If you know that shouldn't be something that irritates you that much, go and check your prayer. It's like an audit, right? Hmm. What, you know, the, the stupid example would be for, for someone like me, if you want to see if I'm in a good mood or not, have I eaten well? You know, it's a mm. good calibration, right? Don't ask me a tough question if I'm not eating well, if I'm on an empty stomach, I'm hungry, mm. right? But it should be go audit the prayer. Mm. And if, it's, if that's on point, I'm going to be in a spiritual, positive, energetic mood. But if I'm getting frustrated, there's an issue with it. I take you go into the detail as to how to check your prayer. We hope. Okay. Yeah, you know, of course. It comes. It comes later. It okay, comes later. Because I was but about it, to ask, and I thought this guy's probably got it. He's, he's got it covered. Yeah, Shay's yeah, got yeah. it covered. He's got it covered. Hundred um, percent. So interesting. There, it's you know, a lot of us then come forward and we're like, oh, you know what? In life, there's so many issues, and it's it's crazy when you ask someone on the phone, you know, how's it going? You usually either get a, Alhamdulillah, all's good, and the guy just kind of has to take a bit of a swallow and just like. <laughs> Everything's not theoretically perfect, but it is, right? Yeah. It's fine. And some will just let loose. I've got this issue. I've got that problem. I've got this problem. Da, 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 da. Hmm. Go check your prayer. Are you letting those deficiencies in your life, which we're not saying are easy by any means, right? We're saying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has got you in an amazing plan. So is your prayer keeping you in check so you can overcome those? Or is it, not doing the job that it should be doing and therefore all your problems are coming on top of you. Because mm. we start the prayer and we come onto this a bit later today with Allahu Akbar. We recognize this grandeur and greatness of God. Yet if the problem is greater than our Lord, i.e. it's frustrating us, rather than our Lord is greater than the problem, i.e. we're going towards mercy and love and it doesn't bother us, it's a nice audit mm. just to see where it's we're horrible. at. Um, and the last point that Sheikh mentions here is that it's similarly the same for spiritual matters too. So Shaitan is there, he's tempting us. When we make a mistake, he's there and he's trying to like just probe it, right? And if we see those mistakes, it takes me out this, if we, sorry, if we enact on those mistakes, it takes me out of this circle of life that I'm trying to aim for, which is a godly attribute. So Shaitan's trying to prod it. And if my prayer is strong, I'm going to be resistant to that, right? Mm. You're going to show me something I'm going to get jealous by or you're going to promote me to look at something you're going to promote me to provoke me to blackmail if my prayer is strong if that taqwa is present shaitan's not got it right mm. so if i'm struggling and I, I feel i'm succumbing to that sin all the time or if i'm getting frustrated by things that i shouldn't 
check the prayer, go and audit. Going to introduce another engineering concept in terms of go foundations on. and if you then get tested with your structural stability and you have weak foundations, you'll collapse and if you Beautiful. have strong foundations, you get the rest. But, this, uh, this is why bridges <laughs> are built by this man, Honestly. you know, mashallah, this is exactly it. Um, and then we have this hadith from Imam Sadiq Ali Sam, which I guess summarizes this. And I think this is beautiful. He's reported to say the ritual prayer, i.e. salah, is God's deterrent. As long as a person is someone who prays, his or her prayer will prevent him or her from sinning. God has stated, surely prayer keeps one away from indecency and evil. When you think about it that way, it's a deterrent from sin. It's a tool, it's a mechanism by which it stops us from falling into the trap over and over and over again. And then that line of the Quran, surely prayer keeps one away from indecency and evil. So if you're constantly sinning, but you're praying, your prayer is not having the effect that it should do. So go and revisit it. And mm. if you're sinning and you're not praying, go and introduce prayer into your life. That's kind of the... Yeah. Mentality coming across. Um, anyone got anything to say from our viewers, or is it quiet still? No, just hellos, really. Lots of hellos. Um, hello. people, oh, we have some greetings from Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, mashallah! Yeah, very, uh, very wide reach. Alhamdulillah. Amazing. But uh, apart from that, yeah, just well wishes. Thank you very much. And if you have anything to add, um, sort of any comments, any questions, feel free to input it into the YouTube comment box. Yeah, create a cool discussion last week. So definitely, yeah. would like to see that come through. It kind of made me think what you just said in terms of you going back to your prayer. Mm. And so you're essentially returning to your Lord, right? To speak to him. And so if you're sinning and then praying, check your prayer. In the same way that we'll all return to our Lord more definitively mm -hmm. at the end of our life. Mm -hmm. And so this is a bit of a practice run five times a day. Before we meet up, before we meet our Lord permanent or permanently in this life. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, do we want to meet our Lord in an impure state five days a week, five times a day? Yeah. Seven days a week. Why? Why is it five days a week? I don't take two we days a break. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> weekends. The, the point stands in terms of you don't want to go see your Lord and meet your Lord in an impure state, yeah, in a sinful state, at this point and in this juncture. Yeah. So it kind of uh, helps you practice for the more definitive meeting of your yeah. Lord, I feel. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, if I was taken right now, what's the state? Pardon? What's, if I was taken right now, what's the state? Oh, I'm exactly. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. that mindset. So Sheikh then adds this line, right? And he says, when you look at your deficiencies in life, and this I think is super powerful, and this may cause a few, few people to get uncomfortable, right? But let's, let's be objective in the way that we see this. He says, look, don't look at your problems and come up and say, oh God, what have I done that is making me suffer from this much? And why am I in this misery? Rather, turn it on its head and say, oh God, am I praying so badly that I've become so entangled in problems? And this again comes back to that line that we said last week from Sayyidah Zainab salam. She doesn't look at those problems and go, even though she would have every right to do so, right? I don't think anyone on the face of the planet if they were looking at a lady who has seen their brother beheaded, let alone nephews, other brothers, uh, and so forth, children, her own kids, no one would berate her to say, hey, don't get angry. Like, don't say, oh, you know, for goodness sake or whatever, whatever. But she doesn't blame the problem. She comes back and says a line that there's only beauty, right? 
But if she, when it comes to us and we feel entangled in our problems, we need to be asking, oh God, am I praying so badly such that I've become so entangled in my, in my problems, such mm. that my problems have come on top of me. But anyway, we move on. Uh, second effect of a good prayer, and this is only some of them, right? It regulates a human being's soul. Very simple concept here in that um, any machine that we have requires servicing, right? So you buy uh, a car after three years, you have to get a mandatory service, is it? But if it's brand new and then every year thereafter, something like that. Yeah. Certain amount of miles, Probably. right? Or kilometers, <laughs> depending on which part of the world you're in, right? Yeah. So you get a car, it's got this machinery, it's working, and over a certain period of time, you need to go and get it checked, right? Mm. It's being exposed to the natural elements, bumps in the road, whatever, 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 icy conditions, at some point you need to go get it serviced. A car is built with steel. It can take a certain amount of hit, right? A soul is very delicate. It's very sensitive. It becomes hurt as a result of being in everyday life. So prayer becomes this device that regulates the soul of that person. We do it five times a day, it's a regular check-in as we said. Mm. And when our soul needs regulating, we must run to prayer at that point in time. And they like, he calls it, he goes, go and inject some units of prayer into your soul. Like if you're feeling mm. that problem is getting over you, mm. go and inject not that stuff, rather <laughs> go and inject some positive prayer into your life and yeah. go find peace, go mm. find Allah in that. Um, sort of like the first or second chapter is about nourishing your soul. Right? Yes, that you mentioned that's before. the, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is still towards the end of the first chapter. It's exactly mm. in the same theme of yeah. what is the purpose of it, right? What mm. is the value? And again, then there's a hadith, Amir al-Mu'mineen, reported to say, there is no servant who prays in the morning and evening other than that God guarantees his comfort and calmness. Mm. And how many of us search for that, right? I wish it was just a bit easier. I wish things were just a bit more chilled out. I just wish I had a bit more time. Mm. Yeah, go pray. And then God guarantees your comfort and your calmness, according to Amir al-Mu'mineen. Um, thirdly, it's a way to reform our worldly affairs. Now, this I think is a misconception. When we think about prayer, most people, generally, ibadah generally, we think, ah, oh, this is just for akhirah. Mm. This is just for the next life. But actually has a very important role in repairing the worldly affairs of you and I as well in this life. And I think we've emphasized that a bit in terms of how you then perceive life and the energy that you come across. But if a person wants to worship correctly and reach Allah, he must live correctly. In order to live correctly, you must pray first. And you need to pray in such a way that even amidst all of the sufferings that you face, you enjoy your life and you feel satisfied. I see nothing but beauty in it, right? Mm -hmm. You then become the awliya of Allah, these close and intimate friends of Allah, because he gifted you this. So you want to enjoy the gift. You don't want to receive a gift and complain about it, right? Yeah. You want to receive the gift of life from Allah and thank him and worship him and be grateful for it. So if we don't enjoy this life, then we don't become friends with Allah. Simple as. Mm. And then you turn into someone moody, <laughs> bad-tempered, annoying, no one wants to be around you. And then it starts to encapsulate on top of you. The last thing that he mentions in this side is that finally it's a key to reaching spiritual stations. And this line I think is really beautiful, right? He talks about the late Marhum Ayatollah Qadi, who was the mentor of the eminent uh, Marhum Ayatollah Bahjat, who was okay. buried in Qom, who passed away a few years ago. And a common piece of advice that Ayatollah Bahjat um, would share came from Ayatollah Qadi, who he would say, 
if a person prays his obligatory prayers on time, but doesn't reach to high stations, he may curse me. Some guarantee. That's not bad, huh? That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. And we yeah. hear this rhetoric about Ayatollah Bahnu, whenever people would go in and I'd ask him, you know, give me the best spiritual advice you've got. How am I going to go in spiritual wayfaring, whatever? He's like, just go pray your salah on time mm. for your whole life. That's what I've got to say for you right now. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 I need the intricate one. I need the hadith here. I need, just, yeah. I need this. Just go pray. Do the go basics, pray man. Do the core. That's all you need. And then you're in. And I think, yeah, when, right. when I think about that, it's, it's kind of, it feels like when that time of salah comes, you need to make a prioritization decision, right? Mm. You have to go, what is more important in this moment? Now, I get it. In some cases, if you're at work, it's not as flexible. Or if you're at school, it's not as flexible. Some mm. would still argue you would be able to find a way, right? You'd be able to find a way. But let's say, just take a simple example. There's a game on, or you're with friends, mm. or you're uh, in the middle of cooking sometimes. That can be a pretty Ooh, tough yeah. one, right? Do you stop and pray? How do you make that prioritization decision? Mm. It's not a lack of time, it's a prioritization. And if you prioritize a lot in those tougher moments, it's only going to work out well, right? Yeah. A friend of mine taught me a very interesting lesson uh, with, in, this, in this area mm -hmm. where he was just talking about how when you're at work and you have a very important meeting with someone, you do all you can to arrive five minutes early, etc. Yeah. This is your creator. And we stroll up. And like. you're thinking, oh yeah, another, another hour, I'll do yeah. it when... When it's half time, I'll do it, you know, yeah. when everything's done. This, this is the most important meeting you're ever going to have. Why aren't you taking it more seriously? Yeah. Why are you taking it less seriously than a meeting with your manager? Yeah. Or with your client or with someone else that's useful for you in this world? Yeah. Why? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's Good extremely point. valid. I'll and go pray after half time though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. We're all yeah. guilty of it, right? We're yeah. still guilty of it in that. It is, it is a decision at that moment in time and you have to get it, you have to try and get it right. Mm. You know, you just have to try and get it right. Um, you have a couple of comments actually. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Zahra said that she tried the second one this week. Okay. Was in a tough situation and was hurt. I hope you're feeling better by the way. Uh, I went to pray and after that felt much calmer and collected. Amazing. Alhamdulillah. Amazing. Uh, another person, Raz D, said Salat can make huge difference at every point in your life. For example, after the loss of a close family member, yeah. it can give you inner peace and also provide benefit for the marhumin. It's yeah. a gift from the Almighty, like you've just yeah. said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful, that first one especially, man. Yeah. When, you, when you're inflicted with a challenge and you mm. run towards your creator, like it comes back to that comparison of the mercy of the mother to the mercy of Allah, right? If your mother knows that you've been hurt mm. and you run into her arms, she's only going to like sort you out, you know? Yeah. And the, the creator's waiting, like, come on. And he's even like, you know, I'm going to give five options a day for you to come run back, you know? Um, yeah. But alhamdulillah, that's amazing to hear that. It, mm. it's, it's helped in that regard. Um, Finally, we're coming to, this, to the end of this first chapter. I'm trying to race through it just slightly. Um, so forgive me for going a bit quickly. So he beckons the question and he's like, okay, fine. With all of these benefits, what type of prayer is required in order to get these benefits out of it, right? You can't just rock up and do any type of prayer and then be like, hey, my, you know, if, if, if the dear sister turned up and did like a 10 second prayer, it, you can't really expect, you know, the the the... the amazing outcomes to then come to fruition, right? 
So it's like, what type of prayer does it require? So it's not one that's performed only due to our duty before Allah. It's not just because, it's not just one that's done lazily. And interestingly, the ayah that's then given from Surah An-Nisa, verse 142, surely the hypocrites strive to deceive Allah and he shall requite their deceit to them. And when they stand up to pray, they stand up sluggishly, i.e. they stand up lazily. They do it only to be seen of men and do not remember Allah save but a little. They just get up lethargically or they do it to impress others. And we're all guilty of it. Yeah. Right? I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm definitely not sitting here saying I'm not guilty of that, right? But it just, again, it's that audit. When I want to audit the type, when I, when I recognize mm. if I'm letting these problems get on top of me, I need to go audit my prayer. When I go audit my prayer, what type, what things am I checking for? Am I sluggish? Am I lazy? Mm. Am I late? Am I going in with a bit of negativity to it? Mm. Right? Is it a chore? And equally, am I doing it because someone's watching me or because I can take a quick pic for Instagram and be like, hey, look, I'm on my prayer, Matt. Here's my turba. Guys, don't forget to pray, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> like, no, it's not going to work that yeah. way, man. You know? Um, and again, I'm guilty of this as much as anyone else, so I'm not... We're being honest here, right? We're trying to just say we're all guilty of it. And let's, let's I think the scariest right. thing is having the qualities of a munafiq. Yeah. And it's there in... Inna al-munafiqeen yukhadu'unullah. Yeah. It's very scary. Um, and hopefully, it's definitely, a, you know, whenever I come across it, and I don't come across it often, but when I, whenever I do, I always try bettering it mm. and saying I don't want to be part of that of group. Of that group, no. Um, Zainab's actually uh, commented mm -hmm. uh, in that she tried to be more excited towards prayer mm. following on from last week. Uh, she felt regret sometimes, which has taught me a lot, and inshallah, it can bring us change. We should be excited for our soul. And yeah, excited for our soul. That should drive us towards doing it on time because it has the most blessings around Fadila, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like the meter going from 100 to zero and you know like in pointless yeah 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 and when are you gonna get well, in actually no it's the opposite it's the opposite that, way around yeah, 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 yeah. But i hear you i hear you but basically that beat is die like running down running down you want to get it at the top yeah and get at its peak yeah otherwise you won't get as much nourishment as you would weird personal reflection here right um and like i said personal so it's just a general anecdote i found that uh when praying salat al-maghrib at awal time when you look out, if you look out the window just before you start and you look at the skyline, that in itself just makes you go, damn. Like mm. the, the, the view, and I, you know, it obviously depends on the view of your house, right? But we, we, we've got a slightly tall house so we can see the horizon a bit. Yeah. And you just see that blend mm. of blue to orange, red, and then, you wow. know, that... And you're just like, you know what, that, whoever made that, <laughs> oh, wow. I need to bow to you, you know, you're, you, you deserve some credit, as, as if we need to give him credit, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, there's something about that, um, and that, that was one thing. The second thing was, and this again, just personal reflections, why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says pray at these given times, right? What is the significance mm -hmm. of doing it at the time of, di at different times of day? Again, personal reflections are could be crazy, but it's something that just reminds me of the greatness of Allah. Mm. And I say this to people, I'm like, okay, if I were to tell you that when we go and stand at the shore of a beach where we can see the sea or an ocean, and if I were to tell you that blue water could completely disappear or can go upside down or could vanish or whatever, mm. what would you do? You'd be like, well, whoever's done it, fair enough. 
you think, well, you're looking at the sky, which is perfect blue. And in a matter of 25, 30 minutes, it's Complete gone. Change. It's gone. SubhanAllah. So with the sea, we'd be amazing. But with the sky, we're like, yeah, we're expecting it. Mm. But are we missing a hidden something that Allah is moving this earth in such a way that we see a different angle of the sun the whole way through? Mm. That's cool. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You don't want to deny that. Yeah. Not at all. Um, no. So. Thanks for that. We come. Well, yeah. Anyway, these are weird like reflections. So who knows yeah, if they're yeah. useful? Um, oh, they definitely are. Mm. So. He then comes forward and says a lethargic prayer. So if you do enter your prayer in a lethargic way, fine. It's not going to affect God. You may think you've done your prayer tick box, right? It's done. But it actually torments you. For the mm. believer, it torments your conscience because you then leave that prayer mat having arguably made the effort to go do it because you've done it in a sluggish way. You kind of do feel a bit guilty about rushing it mm. right and after each prayer you're actually in even more debt <laughs> so self-perpetuating in a way yeah. right um and this lethargic prayer can never solve a soul's lethargy in its own right you need to break out of the cycle otherwise mm. as you said last time it's like laziness breeds laziness similarly you know being lethargic just breeds more uh, you know, um, more, more cases of being lethargic. So we need to make our prayer beautiful, not because we want to have a happy life. And this is a very important point. Not because we want to have a happy life, but because an act of worship is only valuable and brings us closer to God if it's been done correctly. It needs to be for the intention of obeying God first. And the result of that is that we may benefit. And it will bring about this liveliness, this buoyancy, this spirituality that we are after. Um, Imam al-Sadr with this uh, final remark of this chapter reported to say know that all of your deeds are in accordance with your prayer the value of your other deeds depend on the acceptance of your prayer so whoever ruins his prayer will ruin the rest of his deeds even more which I think we touched on last week yeah. as well right mm. it's everything is uh, premised on that mm. um, so I've kind of rushed through that so I'm very sorry but I even see like it's we've rushed and it's already like 30 minutes in so who knows I don't know how long this is going to take us now <laughs> Um, the second chapter is then talking about what kind of prayer is a good prayer. Um, so he tries to kind of say, okay, now we've realized the why, the importance, the critical nature. Mm. How do we pull off a good prayer? I think that's probably on the tip of our tongues because the whole title is how to pray a good yeah. prayer. Now, we're probably thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to go into before you start, take a step back, do some breathing exercises, blah, 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 wear these clothes. He's like, no, 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 no. Even before we go into that, we need to clarify and make sure the way we look at prayer is correct. Mm. Because if we've got the wrong mindset to it, if we're seeing it, if we're seeing the concept incorrectly, it's not going to take us anywhere. And once we do that, we realize it's about recognizing God's greatness. That is the significance mm. of prayer. Note, it's not about me feeling amazing. That may be an outcome. Mm. But the primary focus is for me to go and recognize the greatness, Allahu Akbar, of my Lord. Nothing compares, right? So once we do that, we realize the necessity of paying attention to God's greatness. And then finally, we then need to let that greatness of Allah begin to enter our heart. Because that starts to transform us mm. in our prayers. So that's what we get into. Oh, right. Shall we? Yeah. Let's do it. So we ask the question... 
We want to improve and pay more attention to our prayer. Fine. How? We need to correct how we look at it. Then we can try to do a good prayer. Clear. Many of us then come in with this misconception, right? Which is, ah, when you pray, the ideal scenario of someone praying is that they're they're hunched slightly, crying, trembling, pale in the face. Probably thinking, yeah, because that's what we hear about Imam al-Sajjad, Amir al-Mu'mineen, they're quivering at the thought. And there's no denying that. But that is the peak. Hmm. You're not like a bodybuilder. I'm not going to rock up and be like Sylvester Stallone. I can these... 200 kilos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not going to happen tomorrow, <laughs> right? Yeah. So if I'm going to stand there and be like, oh, I went to the gym and I was a 200 kilo dumbbell and I wasn't able to do it. There's a reason, mm. right? That's the peak. So you can't look at prayer and go, oh, Amir al-Mu'mineen, you know, we see these hadith that he's trembling before his Lord. Yeah, because he's got to that stage. Mm. You will not start there. You want to reach there. That's you may not reach there until, you may never reach there, right? You, but maybe when you're 40 or you're 50 or you're 60 or you're 70 or you're 80 or even when you're 20 if you focus. Mm. But don't expect to start from there. And don't let yourself be compared because it's just going to make you feel negative, mm. right? And others think that it's when we talk to God that when we turn to prayer, it's like, yeah, it's my turn to discuss with God. And he goes, since when does God turn into your friend all of a sudden? That you're like, oh, hey, God, how's it going? <laughs> It's like, what, you haven't thought about me all this time? Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's not a friend. What do you want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you've come back to me, you know. What blessing do you want this time, right? Is this a transactional relationship? Precisely, yeah. precisely. So, firstly, the misconceptions that we usually see, don't think you need to be trembling. Aim for it, mm-hmm. but don't think you're going to start trembling overnight. And secondly, don't think you're going for a quick chin wag with your friend, mm. right? There's something a lot deeper behind it. Mm. And we need to be careful, as I said, the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reached this state, right? There's no doubt about that. And we have this about Amir al-Mu'min that he'd go pale, etc. But we shouldn't rate ourselves against that initially. So how do we get to that peak? Now we know that is the peak. How do we start? We must start by praying a good prayer in its own right. Mm. Then we can improve it. A good prayer for us is a different kind of prayer. It's not going to be the same. It has different signs. And we're not just going to walk in and generate this love for our Lord overnight. It's going to take time to harness. We need to fall in love with him over time. And equally, we're going to begin to fear him over time. And some people get really uncomfortable with this concept, right? That we love our Lord and we fear our Lord. And currently there is a big push towards this. No, it's all about love. It's all about this. It's nice. It's whatever. My God is so forgiving, so I can do whatever I can. I can disobey him and he'll forgive me. It's fine. Love, love, love. Absolutely, there's so much mercy in this creator and there is no more mercy in any entity greater than God. But he's also great and he's also fair. And there is a fear. There is khawf and raja. There is fear and hope. We can't go crazy into the side of hope, uh, into the side of fear, such that we're like, I'm doomed to death if a droplet in my wavul fell on, you know, outside of my elbow, etc. Mm. And equally, we don't go so much in the tone of hope where it's like, yeah, I'm just going to go disobey him, eat non-halal food, wear non-halal clothing, uh, engage in non-halal business and be like, yeah, but my Lord is so merciful. He's, he's going to cover me. No, mm. you went and invested in an alcohol company. That's not OK. You can't do that. Right. You need to fear the ramifications of this. Mm. So 
We need to build up this love for our Lord over time and this fear of Allah mm. over time. And we also need to be careful that we don't fall into this uh, quite worrying trap, which I think some people do have, which is, yeah, 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 you know, over time, I'll get there. You know, when God wants, inshallah, inshallah, my prayer will improve, inshallah. There's an ayat in the Quran, ayat in the Quran sort of that touches on that, and that Allah doesn't change the situation of someone until... He does it for himself. Yeah, yeah exactly that. Mm. Go and get yourself sorted. Yeah, take you know? the first step. Yes. Don't wait for it. Because I think mm. if you don't put that effort in, nothing's happening for you. God doesn't need it. You need it. Mm. It's for your benefit, mm. fundamentally. Um, but again, equally, we shouldn't be putting ourselves down because that's shaitan's whispering. He's trying to take a positive deed and spin it against us. But we need to recognize that. So... We need to start this journey. We recognize that the path to get to this peak that the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have is open. And we start by praying a good prayer. How? We need to change the way we look at prayer to do this. We need to change our concept and expectation of prayer. Mm. It's not necessarily all about crying and passion. So how does it begin? At the start, it's actually not about being in love with God. And this startled me. I was like, mm. whoa, 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 hold on. What do you mean? This whole thing about how to pray a good prayer, nice purple cover, and now you're telling me it's not about falling in love with God. Hmm. And it comes to the point that you mentioned, which was it wasn't straightforward to force yourself. Yeah. Right? Hmm. It, it takes some, it makes us feel a bit disgruntled, actually, that you are 84 minutes into the Euros final where England are just about to win it. Maghrib Avan goes and you're like, oh, either it's coming home or it's going to hell. Like, which way is it going to happen, right? Yeah. And we pray for England's success in the World Cup. Um, it's meant to be hard. Yeah. You're meant to feel disgruntled. You're not going to immediately just go, I love Allah for making me feel really frustrated about not being able to play in the joys of this world mm. at that given time. So initially, prayer is enduring hardship and not attaining spiritual enjoyment. I can imagine many people like, oh, but I want that spiritual feeling. Yeah, you need to earn it. You need to struggle. Mm. We're not going to automatically love God, nor are we going to automatically know God. It takes time. It takes a journey, right? It's like education. Over a number of years, then we start to begin to taste the sweetness of Allah. Mm. And if you flip it, if you meet someone for the first time or someone, mm -hmm. an acquaintance, which you see every every sort of six months or whatever, starts asking you about, you know, the intimate details of your life or personal mm. questions or tries to sort of... Be pally and like, yeah, yeah it's all back to normal. You, you'd naturally ask, I, I don't know you like that. Yeah. In yeah, the same yeah, way, yeah. you can't just expect to rock up every sort of like, you know, at that level of frequency and that level of connection and say... Yeah, I, I'm not feeling it, mate. Yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'll turn on when I need it. Yeah, yeah. It's like when Watford get promoted to the Premier League, uh -huh. I get lots of messages. Hey, can you get me some tickets? <laughs> I'm like, you didn't even know we had a son, you know, we got married, we've known for the last 10 years, where have you been, right? Oh, um, if you need tickets, let me know, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, it takes time, right? And hence, we're commanded, go and converse with your Lord, go and pray and speak with God. We're commanded to go and do it, right? Go and make sure you do it at a certain time. 
Yet, we live in this, in this mindset that, ah, oh, it's only if I enjoy it. No, 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 enjoyment is secondary. Firstly, go and obey. Ta'a. Go and obey the command of Allah. It's not a friend. You're not doing him a favor, right? So our focus initially shouldn't be to go and enjoy prayer. We're supposed to pray well and properly and assess, do I think Allah liked this prayer? Because if he did, then inshallah, I'll receive a banquet of mercy. If he didn't, inshallah, we still receive mercy, right? Inshallah, we mm. still do. But there's definitely more mercy if there's a prayer that he likes. So a prayer that's on time, a prayer that's pure, a prayer that's sincere, etc., etc. Mm. A prayer that required you to go through struggle to get that. I sometimes think of this, right, where, you know, pre-COVID days, you'd be at a conference. And I, I remember this one quite, quite memorably. I was at a conference and I was like, oh man, it's Salah time. Okay, I need to pray, need to pray. And you just start going through, it's like, hey, where? And it was in a hotel. Scanning the screen. Yeah, you're scanning yeah. everywhere you can. Right? Exactly, is that, is that exactly. Too well lit? And then you're like, you know, you're in a suit. You need to leave your laptop bag somewhere. So, yeah. like, okay, I'm going to leave this with this guy who I've never met. Trust him. I'm going to leave my suit jacket there. I'm then going to be at the sink where, like, there's all these other clients. And they see me, like, washing my arms in the sink. Like, this is the way... Take off my shoes and my socks. And it's just a bit, it's just a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. And you're like, okay, where am I going to pray now? And I remember I got this, like, storage room. And you're, like, between these tables. You're like... <laughs> But maybe that was one of those except because you know you, you tried. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you gave it a good go rather than the slouchy get up, you know, mm. last minute one. Um, so mm. we need to pray properly and assess. Look, did God like that prayer? Mm. And if so, we're in a good place because then mm. Allah may become friends with us. Then He may embrace us, and then we'll enjoy. That's it. Um, Gulzar Kanji has commented saying, "Alhamdulillah, I've even uh, had." A bit more concentration in my namaz Alhamdulillah I'm so glad that we've learned so much from you both May Allah give you more tawfiq And yeah, just for the record It's, it's him, it's the Shaykh It's Shaykh Ali Raza Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> It's nothing to do with us, Alhamdulillah We're just fancy audibles Honestly, the way that yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a perfect description She also mentions that when doing azan and ikama And praying, it gives them more concentration So my intention is to be talking to the Almighty directly And I think Hopefully what Shaykh uh, Panahiyan has said Will then Complement and supplement your concentration and your efforts to concentrate more by then enjoying it a bit more as well. Inshallah. Inshallah. Yeah. Um, so, Spanner in the Works, uh, we've mentioned this slightly weird concept that don't go and enjoy prayer initially, rather go and feel the, the disgruntled nature that you need to go and prioritize it. And it can be a bit frustrating, but with that comes a sincere prayer which means Allah inshallah will accept it, which means we get blessings and banquets of, of mercy from Allah, right? So with that said, Allah says the following, and I find this like, wow, if you reflect on this, it's quite powerful. Sometimes we're not seeking to pray. We're not seeking to obey God. We're not seeking to obey his command and realize the necessity of that. Rather, we're actually in pursuit of what we want, of our own desires. We only pray because we want to taste the sweetness of the prayer, which is selfish. It yeah. comes back to what we said last week, right? The start of the prayer is Allahu Akbar, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, and so forth. There's no, oh Allah, give me this, oh Allah. It starts by recognizing the greatness of God. And in fact, the whole thing is orbits around the greatness of God and the glorification of God. 
So when we come into prayer, are we doing it for the intention of obeying our creator? Because that's what we're required to do. And we recognize that we are a creation and there is a creator and we bow to the greatness of the creator. Or do we do it from the, oh, I'm going to get benefit from this. It's going to help me. Therefore, I'm going to do it. Which is our primary intention? Mm. One is selfish. One is worship. One looks noble, but is actually quite deadly. And the other is true and sincere. Mm. That's scary, right? Because mm. we can get that so easily wrong and shaitan can mess that with us completely, right? Like, yeah, yeah, come. Allah's going to sort you out. Don't mm. worry. That Pray for your needs. Pray for your... Mm. And we're not saying don't pray for your hajat, etc. We're saying when you go and pray, you are obeying your Lord. That is the fundamental pillar. And interestingly, Allah then says, he says, look, if Allah wanted it to be about the sweetness and the, you know, etc., etc., from the off, and there wasn't meant to be a struggle, he would have made it easy. Mm. We wouldn't be having this conversation about how to make a good prayer because it would be so innate to us. It'd be like eating a burger. Who doesn't like doing that? You get, mm. you enjoy it, right? That is a fun moment in life. I'm so fat, it's ridiculous, right? <laughs> so, even last week was about <laughs> burgers and this. Anyway, it's, it's examples that we, our simple minds can relate to. Yeah. That's a sweet moment, but you don't work for it. You don't sacrifice for it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in this, God could have done yeah. that. He could have yeah. made it naturally sweet. Rather, he causes us to become disgruntled with prayer. And then we need to work through it. You're liking the burger example. Oh, right? man, I You're just like the, <laughs> the confession at the end. It's, it's just true, man. Like, let's, why hide it, you know? Uh, you really don't so, look at it. But um, okay, alhamdulillah, the shirt, uh... the, the angles do it, right? Um... <laughs> So, at the start, it's not about being in love with God, okay? And he gives this example of a man that um, introduced his son to prayer. He was like, okay, how did you go about doing it? Because his son wasn't uh, a big fan. And basically, the father was saying, look, go on, son. Go and speak to Allah and tell him of your needs. Go and tell him your secrets. Go and tell him all of this. Mm. Which, on the face of it, sounds so beautiful, right? It's like, wow, this loving, merciful setup, yeah. I am going to go speak with my Lord and tell him what I want to tell him. What about when you don't want to tell him anything? Right? Do you see Mm. how the self-centricity at that point means at the moment where I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling good today. Bank account's good. Mm. Family life is good. I don't need to speak to God. I'm just going to tweet about it. Yeah, I'll just tweet about it. I'll just tweet about how great it is and, you know. Yeah, but the God-centric, the God-centric person would say, "My my feeling is whatever. My requirement and my commandment is because of this greatness of this Creator that I've recognized that I need to go worship Him, no matter how great or not great things may perhaps be." Mm. And that's the subtle difference of the current-day self-consumerist mindset that we're living in, where it's about what is it for me, 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 me? What is the value mm. I'm going to hold on? There is one entity in this world that you do anything for, and that is your creator. Mm. Not for, sorry, that you obey, and that is your creator. So basically, after all that, um, Allah says that you've explained prayer to your son wrong, so it's no surprise that he now no longer wants to pray. Because you've just said, when you want it, not when Allah has Mm. commanded it. Mm. Um, We've only got a couple of minutes, and I'm just really hoping I can... uh, Look, I think let's conclude. I don't, I don't want to overrush things, right? So the general concluding thing that we're saying here is when you're not, when you're approaching prayer 
Yes, aim for the stars. Aim to be like Amir al-Mu'mineen and the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But no, it's not coming overnight. It's mm. going to take time. You need to go through that journey of being a bit disgruntled, a bit, oh, mm. okay, I need to go pray. God would have made it easy otherwise. And through that, you journey spiritually and you benefit as a result. Don't do it for a self-interest reason. Last comments from you. I think, building on what you just said there, it's your own journey. There's no rush. There's no sort of, there's no ceiling. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's infinite. It's infinite. And so... You all you have these opportunities every single day, five opportunities. Mm. I don't see the point in rushing it because, at the end, you're building your connection with your creator, and that's what should matter. It shouldn't be that, oh, yeah, I can I can cry and shiver when I pray now. Mm. Now what? Mm. Because then, what is your intention? Yeah, what was the worth? What was your end goal? Because if your end goal isn't getting closeness to Allah, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You're not praying a good prayer. You're not praying a good prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's not it's not a sprint. It's not even a marathon. It's just a journey to your Creator. Yeah. Which you will then take in the next life to eternity as well. So there's no point being hasty with it. There's no point rushing it. There's no point reaching superficial goals that don't achieve the ultimate objective. I think you're spot on. And uh, it's a tough one to sink in, but inshallah, dear viewers, you'll be able to take this one home. Don't make prayer self-centric. Make prayer God-centric. This week, perhaps when you get to your prayer mat, have a think, am I doing this because I want to benefit or am I doing it because I'm obeying my Lord? And through obeying my Lord and inshallah, by praying a sincere prayer, I will then receive the benefits and the mercy and the love of my creator. It's a tough mindset shift, but inshallah, you'll be able to do it. Join us next week. Session three, uh, we'll continue through chapter two, which is correcting how we look at prayer and kind of just answering that question that is it meant to always be so beautiful from day one? The short answer, no, you need to work to get there. The longer answer, yes, eventually you'll see the beauty, you'll see the banquet and inshallah Allah will make you amongst the awliya, the close and intimate friends of him and then you go on a whole new journey. Join us then inshallah, remember one another in your prayers. Any mistakes from us? Forgive us. Any benefit comes from Sheikh, and inshallah, pray for his sustenance and risk to continue in the amazing work that he's doing. And we'll see you next week. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.